You are listening to audio from the Rail City campus of CA Church. We are a church fervently committed to bringing the good news to the city of Port Moody. We hope this message helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. My name is Pastor Cam, one of the pastors here at CA Church, and if this is your first time here, you're a guest, you're a visitor, or someone dragged you here to church this afternoon, we are so glad that you are here. Uh, Today, as you know, is Christmas Eve, and the, the story in which we as the church center our minds, our hearts, and our affections towards is the one that we just heard. And I love it. I love the way that Avery told it and the words that were chosen. Uh, and and the, the author put it in such an incredible way. He said this, The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around, the God who made the universe with just a word, the one who could do anything at all, made himself small, coming down as a baby. This is the story of Christmas, the story we heard proclaimed by angels over and over and over again as we have walked through this series. And if you weren't here for the previous weeks, we walked through the various different accounts of these angelic proclamations, announcements to the main characters of scripture and this Christmas story, announcing things about who Jesus is and what he would do and what he was like. And we saw it over and over and over again. I want to share with us and and just quickly recap uh, two of those announcements that we heard in the Christmas story. The first is found in Luke chapter 2 and in verse 26 to 33. And here's what it says. And this was the angel Gabriel to Mary. It said, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. He said, a town in Galilee. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne of his ancestors, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And then we see another angel show up to Joseph just in case he didn't believe Mary, right? Which I thought was a really good plan on God's part. Uh, And he shows up in a dream, and here's what this angel says to Joseph. He says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. You know what I found interesting about both these accounts? The angels are incredibly consistent on one theme. The theme is this. They want the parents to know the name. Did you notice that in both occasions? He wants the parents to know the name. I want to make this really clear. I'm going to show up to you, Mary. I'm going to show up to you, Joseph. And in both accounts, I want you to know his name is going to be Jesus. Okay, like I I know you might like the name John or or Zachariah, right, or even David, but his name is Jesus, okay? Uh, and, uh, And they wanted to make this clear to the parents. And I think this is very important for those of you who are parents, those of you who have recently become parents, you've all faced the exact same dilemma. What is the name? right? Have you experienced this before? Uh, And at the very least, maybe as you got a pet, a goldfish, a dog, a cat, whatever it might be, you might also be debating, what is the name? And and so my wife, Jessica, and I have very different tastes in names, very different tastes in names. And she's been writing names down for the name of our children. And uh, since she was like 14 years old or something like that, 
And all of a sudden, I show up on the scene and I ruin everything because I start scratching names off the list. And this is true both for our dog and for our daughter. I've got a picture of our dog and our daughter. So when it first came to our dog, we were debating about the name, going back and forth, trying to decide what to call him and what to name him. Uh, and the same, the ex- very exact same thing happened with our daughter. That was a little bit more elongated and I held out quite a bit longer uh, on the second one. But eventually we did settle on some names that we liked. The first one, or the name of our dog, Henrik, uh, which means uh, red-headed hockey fan, of course, right? <laughs> and secondly, the name of our daughter, her name is Imogen Bright Daly, and we call her Emmy Bright. But Imogen means pure, and Bright means strong. And in both occasions, the meaning of the name mattered to us. The meaning of the name mattered. And in fact, as we, we found it matter, and I think this is why it mattered that, that this son given to Mary and Joseph was named Jesus because the meaning of names matter. You see, the angels were sure to tell Mary and Joseph his name because names matter, because often we become what our names mean. We end up living it out in some way or another. And Jesus' name mattered because his name was his mission. Jesus' name mattered because his name was his mission. What did Jesus' name mean? Well, the angels give us a hint. Verse 21, here's what it says. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus means God who saves. God who saves. And this is the simple truth that I want us to understand this Christmas, is that our God saves, that he is a savior, that he is a rescuer. I love the way the story put it. He is the one. He is a rescuer. And this is because he is a savior. And this text tells us that he's actually come to save us from our sins. Now, what is sin? Sin is a three-letter word, which simply means missing the mark. If you've ever played darts before and you, you didn't hit a bullseye, <laughs> you missed the mark. That was the aim. And we, at times, as human beings, when we make error, when we do wrong, we miss the mark, the mark of God's glorious standard. But some of you hearing that, you go, you're a little bit taken aback. You know what? I'm just fine on my own, actually. I don't need a savior. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you very much but I'm a good person. (laughs) You know, it's really wonderful you came, but I'm good, right? And some of us hearing this now, maybe you're not resonating with the message that we are broken, but the scriptures paint a very different picture for us. Here's what they tell us. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, here's what it says, for everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And here's what the thing I love about this text. It's not singling anyone out in the room like individually, but rather it speaks to all of us. It isn't going after a particular gender or race or community, but it speaks to us all, every single one of us who has breath in our lungs. And as a human being, we have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we're, tr- we're truly honest, we know this is true. Uh, I can see even from a young age, my daughter, Emmy, she, she knows this is true. Uh, it's so interesting as she uh, will often make mistakes or, you know, accident, like do something that's totally out of hand, out of order, and will correct her. And, and her, her inclination, even if her heart doesn't want to sometimes, you can see her withholding, is to say sorry that she did 
wrong, that she made an error. And sometimes she takes, uh, you know, saying sorry a little too seriously. Like she'll be walking through our living room and bump into the couch and she'll be like, oh, sorry, couch, right? You know, or walk into, walk into a lamp. Oh, sorry, lamp, right? <laughs> Which is really funny. But there's something from a young age that we understand that we do make mistakes, that we do have error, that we do have wrong. And this is what the scriptures tell us. And sometimes kids understand it better than we do sometimes, don't they? And as we get older and wiser, it becomes more convoluted and more gray. But if we're truly honest, I think that we can all admit we've all missed the mark from time to time. We've all made mistakes. We all need help. We all need forgiveness. We do need a Savior. And this is the promise of Christmas, that Jesus has come to save us. Now, we've all fallen short in various ways through the ways that we live. But you know what? We also need saving for another reason. Here's the other reason. It's something outside of ourselves. It's darkness. It's darkness. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says this, The people who walked in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. It's speaking to the condition of human beings. That there's not just darkness within us, but there is darkness outside of us. That we cannot control, that we have no control over. And so we need saving not just for our own doing, but rather also a result of the conditions around us. Darkness. Have you ever been in complete darkness before? Complete and utter darkness. I think of uh, a time where Jessica and I went caving in the Horn Lake Caves on Vancouver Island and they got us to turn off our headlamps and it was completely dark. And as I was thinking about that story, it brought to mind another story, a recent story that you may have heard. Have you heard the story of the 13 or 12 boys and there was a, a man who got stuck in a cave in Thailand? And I can tell this story on Christmas because it has a happy ending <laughs> and there's good news. You've likely heard the story that these boys and their coach, they entered a cave after a birthday party and suddenly a monsoon broke out and floodwaters began to rise. There was a flash flood and they got stuck. They were in complete and utter darkness with no way out on their own. And as the days went by, they struggled without food and the oxygen supply was quickly dropping. They needed a rescuer. They needed a rescuer in their complete darkness. And here is our reality. This is us, hopeless and helpless, in need of rescue. Yes, due to our own actions at times, but also in light of the conditions around us that we don't have any control over. Like those boys, they didn't know a monsoon was coming and a flood would, would fill the way. But it's how this story ends that speaks to us most profoundly today, because it both speaks to our reality, but also the possibility of rescue. There was a massive operation that took place, which hinged on a few specialist divers who could enter the caves and swim through the openings to reach the boys on the other side and rescue them. Now, here was the challenge. The challenge was this. These boys needed to completely submit themselves to the rescuer's care. In fact, they were put under. They would have zero ability to save themselves if the rescuer could not make it back. And so they had to submit, they had to accept, they had to surrender to the rescuer, to their Savior's hands. 
And this is what happened. All 12 boys and the coach did this. And the good news, the, the good news of this story is this, that they survived. It was an incredible story. Why? Because they entrusted themselves to their saviors. If they would have fought, if they would have stayed behind, they would have died. But they survived because they fully gave themselves over to the hands, the saving hands of these rescue divers. You see, friends, this is the promise of Christmas. That the Savior has come. And his name is Jesus. He dwelt among us. He entered the floodwaters of life. He had descended into the darkness so that he could bring light and life to you and to I, you and me. And this is why we continue to tell this story over and over and over again. Because people in 2022 need saving from our own actions, but also from the darkness that surrounds us. And the promise of Jesus is this. His name will be Jesus because he will save, his, he will save the people from their sins. So here is the question I am leaving you with this Christmas. Will you entrust yourself into the hands of the Savior? Good news for the very first time, and it transformed me. It changed me. It changed the trajectory of my life. Yes, it's an act of humility to completely submit and say, God, I'm going to give you all of my life. You are now my Lord, and I will listen and follow you. But man... Is it so much better than darkness and death and decay and pain and sorrow? This is what Jesus wants to offer us this Christmas. He wants to be your Savior and simply by confessing, I need a Savior. I need a rescuer. It can change and transform everything. And as you admit this need this Christmas, he will answer. He will as you pray that simple prayer, he will rescue. Jesus grew up and became a rescuer. He helped and cared for people he encountered. And ultimately, he died on a cross for you and I to rescue us from our sins, to take the penalty that we deserve, to give us once again right relationship with God. This is the wonder of Christmas. This is the beauty of it. You no longer have to save yourself. There is a Savior, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He will rescue us just like the angels said he would. So I'm going to pray for us now, and then we're going to continue to sing together. Jesus, thank you for today, Christmas Day. God, we worship you and we praise you for who you are and for what you've done. We are so grateful, God, that although we have fallen short in so many ways, and we all have errors and wrongs and mistakes, that you, Jesus, came to earth as a Savior to rescue us, to redeem us, and to make us whole once again. Jesus, many of us right now are walking around in deep darkness, and it feels like we're in utter darkness like Isaiah spoke. And I pray that your light would come into our hearts and to our minds this Christmas. And that by simply confessing and praying and saying, I need a Savior, Jesus, come into my life, that God, you would do what the angels promised you would do, you would save. Thank you for this simple truth this Christmas. We're so grateful for it.
Thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. We praise you and worship you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you've been listening to our sermons, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca slash rail city to find out more information about getting involved in the life and mission of the Rail City campus of CA Church.